Anybody believe that he is our God, our healer tonight? Amen. Anybody believe that he is our God, our Savior tonight? Hallelujah. How many know tonight he is able to deliver and save completely and to the uttermost? Anybody believe that? I believe that he's been up to that this week and tonight is no different. We stepped into his presence tonight and I believe that we have stepped into something that's going to transform us forever tonight. And we're believing that. Anybody just help me. There's nothing more incredible and beautiful than to see children worshiping the Lord tonight. When they pick up a mic and worship, it's from the purest place it could possibly be. And that's beautiful. Amen. And they're ushering us into God's presence. And we're so happy, so thankful. want to thank Miss Linda Ingham for just preparing them and all of our parents for getting them here. They've been practicing for weeks. Every Wednesday night at 6.30, they practice in the Rock Island Kids. They've been working hard. They've been singing their hearts out. And so we're ready tonight to experience the presence of the Lord. Children can lead us into his presence, and we're excited about that. Would you shake hands and welcome one another into God's house tonight as we start? Scripture says it. Scripture says it. Scripture says it. Scripture says it. 
praises him. Why don't you just give him one more round of applause, man? Let's lift up voices of praise unto the Lord. I couldn't help but think about a particular psalm that I love in the scriptures. As I was on my way to church tonight, they sent me a little alert saying, tornado warning, warning Warren County. And I started looking up to the sky. And as I was driving, you know, I live in Warren County, so that's why I get that alert. And I was coming, making my way towards Butler County, towards the church. And as I got closer and closer to the church, I said to myself, wow, that tornado is sitting right over top of the church. I was like, man. And as I got closer and closer, I was like, ooh, I'm going to park on the back side so I can look over that hill and see what's going on. I pulled into the parking lot. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit brought back to my mind, I will lift up mine eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. He made heaven and earth. I look beyond the dark clouds. I look beyond. I knew right then and there, there was something in the atmosphere that was happening over this house tonight. And I don't see that as a negative thing. I see that as the atmosphere coming together to warn us. There's a warning. There is a move of God. There is an upper wind blowing in this place. And I'm believing that God is here with us tonight like he has been every single service we've had in this revival. I don't know when I've seen such an amazing, wonderful move of God. How many of you would testify? You say, I have been transformed by this revival this week. Amen. Amen. So many. I'll never forget those Celebrate Recovery guys, man. They didn't know what they was getting into when they came in here Monday night. They thought they were just coming to a meeting. Next thing you know, half of them are laid out on the floor over here crying and wiping their eyes because God had touched them right where, they, right where they live and where they need the change of God. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. How many of you know God don't go to bed? You don't go to sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord, now you ought to say amen every time I say something real good. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Nothing can touch you. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. What? You mean that promise is mine? The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. From this time forever, forever, forever more. One more time. Give the Lord a great round of applause. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We honor you, Lord, for how we've been refreshed, renewed in the Spirit of God. How the power of the Lord has been present. 
as the atmosphere has been charged with praise, Lord, you have fulfilled your word's promise that you inhabit those praises. You have been here. Lord, at the end of the day, I thank you that you prove yourself mighty on behalf of your people. Whenever two or three are just gathered together in your name, you said you'd be there. Lord, we thank you that you've been here this week. People have been healed. They've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They've been saved. Lord, they've been touched. They've been delivered. And I'm so thankful. And Lord, we are not even done yet. So we're thankful tonight in advance for what will happen in the hearts and lives of your people. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray for every need in the house. I pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl from the right to the left, from the front to the back. God, touch every heart and every need. I pray especially, Lord, that you will touch those who come to this revival this week and maybe they're just dry on the inside. They feel like they need refresh. They need that revival. I pray that you'll touch their hearts, that you'll minister to them yet this week. In Jesus, your name we pray. Amen. Man, you can be seated. Thank you. I want to do a little visitation for just a moment. I want to appreciate a young lady who is here tonight. I went out, back when I was a youth pastor, you know, you had young people that came through, and man, they, they, they just made you proud. And this is one of them. She was one of our young people, and she was amazing. Now, I can take you back to a mission trip in Europe when she showed her colors a little bit, but we won't go there. You can ask me about that later private joke. But I am so proud of Leanne Buttram. She's here tonight. Many of you won't know her, but she was raised up as a young teenager in this church and part of our youth ministry. God called her in, into ministry and she went on to do mighty things, wonderful things. Went down to Lee, graduated from there, married a preacher, and they are now pastoring in Memphis, Tennessee. And I cannot tell you how proud I am of one of our young people who's done good. Leanne, I want you to stand. Welcome home. We love you tonight. God bless you. She was a precious and is a precious young lady. I say young lady, you're probably, you know, at least, what, 70 now? I don't know. <laughs> also thrilled tonight to have some very special friends to me. They have honored me, and I've been able to be really close to them for many, many years. And uh, I see them here, and I, I couldn't hardly wait to get back to them. Um, back in the day, Megan was raised in this church. She was one of ours as well. She went on to do some amazing, wonderful things. She's been here for some praise and worship, uh, raised up in ministry. She's led mighty teams of ministry, and Ryan speaks and organizes, and he was an assistant pastor. The, the list goes on and on what God has used these two to do for the kingdom. And as I said a few moments ago, we couldn't be any prouder of what God has done in your lives. But man, you have you've went on to just excel every idea and thought that we might have ever had. I want both Reagan, Reagan, <laughs> Ryan and Megan Wonderly to stand with their son right here. He's with them. I want to give them honor and thank them for being with us tonight. Love you too. They're the kind of people that I love because we'll all just, when we go for, we might go a couple weeks, couple months, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we need lunch. <laughs> and then we talk and we pray and we see God move. I'm so glad you're here tonight. I know Megan's here to see her former pastors. 
Landon and Judy Sargent, and we're so glad that uh, they're able to be here with us tonight. Billy, where's Billy? Billy Teague, man, stand up. We're glad you're here. Mr. Liver Transplant is here in the house tonight. We honor him. We love it when he's able to be with us and be home. So God bless you as our ushers are getting ready to serve you. So many others, there's other visitors that are here tonight. Thank you for being here. You're in the right place tonight. Man, we are having revival. So glad to see you and so wonderful to welcome you into the presence of the Lord this evening. Do I say Sandy Brown? You're here. Wow. Okay. That's Janelle's mama. You got to stand up too. People got to see you. <laughs> there she is. We're glad she's with us tonight. So whatever you love or don't love about Janelle, that's the lady right there. Isn't that right? She raised her. To, we are glad for what you did in raising Janelle Dooley. We love Janelle. Do we not love Janelle Dooley around here? Rob ain't so bad either. <laughs> Amen. Well, I told you I was going to visit for a while. Our wrestlers are here to receive you this tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, one of the tonight and tomorrow night will be our last opportunities. Lord willing, we'll let them go home. We'll have to see. But uh, you get to bless Brother and Sister Sergeant this evening with your gift. So I'm praying that you will help us to, to just go abundant, just move way over the mountain. I want us to bless them so much that they're like, man, it's always good to go home. They'll not only be in revival and be with folks and family, but we always send them out with blessing. The Bible says you're blessed coming in and going out. We want you to be blessed coming in, and we want you to be blessed going out. As you go south back to Alabama, we want you to appreciate your home church. Because we've adopted them a long time ago. When they left us, they didn't really leave us. Their heart is still here, and we love them very much. So let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our gifts as we're prepared to honor the Lord and what he's done this week in ministry. Father, we come to you and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for all that you've done this week. We feel refreshed. I thank you for what you've done in me as a pastor. I'm ready for Sunday. I'm ready to get up and, and go, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the way you've moved in our hearts. And God, we love to think that we live in your presence and that we have good church. And Lord, we do what we can for the kingdom and for the lost in this community. But I just feel so much more refreshed. I feel energized. I feel charged. And I thank you for that. And I know so many others do as well. We're thankful, Lord, because you, you are the source of our strength. So we give you praise and thanksgiving tonight for our guests, for the word of God for the ministry that has happened in these altars. In Jesus' name, amen.
about was the choir rat. I mean, my mom and dad took me to choir rehearsals since from the time I was two, probably younger than that. But I can remember crawling under the choir seats and hearing those songs sung. I, I love it when Graham David is in choir rehearsals because I'll watch him and we'll begin to sing and he doesn't act like he knows a thing's going on. No, it's just, it's just passion. Praise the
Let there be some praise in the house. Let there be some loud praise in the house. Yes. Glory, glory, glory. This is your night. Last night was your night. The night before was your night. The night before was your night. This is your night again.
Because the more you get from God, the more you want, the more you get, the more you want, the more you get, the more you want. It just keeps going. This thing is building. And God is building this thing to a place where your faith will rise and touch the heart of God and lives will be transformed. Amen? Amen? My voice is a little weak. Give me a little more tonight. When I see their hair go back, I'll know it's too loud. Amen. How many of you are a living testimony that God is doing something unusual in your life? It's not the norm anymore, folks. I don't want normal. I said, I don't want normal. Are you going to talk to me or are we going to stand up the rest of the night? I do not want normal. I want to go beyond any realm I've ever been able to go with God and get into a place I've never been and enjoy what I've never had. I don't want yesterday. I want today. Glory. Glory. Sit down and I'll visit a little bit and then I'll preach. Listen to the rain. I believe it was Elijah who said it. And I'm going to say it just like he did. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I don't have to do it by faith, though. It's just going on. Good to have you from Memphis. You're my neighbor. I live about 200 miles south of Memphis, down toward Birmingham. Not too far. I come through there quite often, going to Arkansas to preach in different areas out there. Megan, it's good to have you. You thought I didn't know who you were. I probably wouldn't if it hadn't been for Facebook. I know, it's good to see. I don't think I've seen you since I was at Solid Rock South. That's about it. Yeah. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for blessing us and giving us offerings and taking care of us. I know that I'm getting into that category that one of these days they'll say I'm old, but you better not say it to my face. Just leave me. Okay, it's okay how you talk behind my back about it. It's all right. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to minister here. I thank you for investing in our ministry. We'll continue to move forward until Jesus comes. If Jesus, When Jesus comes, if you want to have it, you can pick it up and carry it. I'm not going to be here. Amen. Thank you. What are you saying? I can't read your lips, so just tell me and I'll tell. Too bad. Okay, I, I don't know what she's talking about. I'm in trouble. I might as well go to the back of the church now. Thank you. Thank the children. Wasn't that wonderful tonight? Wow. If Jesus tarries, you don't have anything to worry about. You're raising them up. This church is becoming like the church I pastored in Alabama. You, it, in Alabama, when I was there for 20 years, I don't think the Lord ever saved anybody unless they could sing. Everybody step forward. And I watch these children tonight. That is not your future. That is now. They carry the load, folks. I like that. It's good. I appreciate those who work with them. I went over and took a quick look at your building over there. I hadn't seen it all. I'd seen it last year before you finished it. God is requiring you to fill it up. No reason to have it empty. Amen? So it's going to be you. Raise your hand. Come on, everybody, raise your hand. 
I just volunteered you to work. So do it. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, tonight. This is absolutely, and tonight's not the last night. I know I sound like it is, but it's not. We've got one more night. But tonight, well, that's okay. Thank you. At least we'll have three tomorrow night. Uh, I can't help it. While the kids were singing, I thought Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. And the Lord said, Maybe that's why you always act like a kid. Because I don't want you to suffer with me. I want you to let me go to him. Amen. Two verses of scripture, if they'll put it on the screen for you. One's in Luke chapter 8, verse 46. And the other is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Luke chapter 8. The title of my message tonight is Touched. See, I can come down and I can poke you in the arm and touch you. I can shake hands with you and I can touch you. I can hug your neck and touch you. But when Jesus does it, it's transforming. Look at the scripture, Luke 8, 46. But Jesus said, somebody touch me, for I perceive that power has gone out of me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize, or your King James would say, who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Say touched. You got to get this in your mind tonight. Uh, th this is a little new also. I've been working on it all afternoon. And the Lord is scaring me every time. He said he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But then it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace for help in the time of need. Touch. What does it mean when we use the terminology touch? They did a study a number of years ago with newborn children. And they did a study in two different ways. They took a group of the infant children, newborns, and they told the nurses, take them, hold them, hug them, while you're feeding them, fondle them, and keep them close. The other group, they said to them, you just go in and feed them. Don't touch them. Don't fondle them. Don't hold them. Don't do anything. Now, that's hard to do, folks. Amen, ladies. <laughs> and they did it. When they finished the study, they found out that the ones who were just fed did not grow. But the ones who were touched and the ones who were held and the ones that they took and held and fondled, they began to grow and nourish and become what they should be. Don't underestimate the touch. I told you the other night when, when the Lord said in Genesis and he created, he said, that is good, that is good, that is good, that is good. It was good. But then when he created man, he said, it's not good. 
It is not good for man to be alone. We must have that relationship with him that causes us to touch others. Wow. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't know where all this is going, but I'm going to take this scripture, the first one, the second one I read to you in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, I'm going to liken it unto a, how many of you remember the Coke Pepsi test? You drink this and you couldn't know what you were drinking, you had to guess which it was. Most of the people were wrong, okay? But what they were doing, they were trying to say this one is better than this one or this one is better than this one. When you read the book of Hebrews, to me I'm likening it unto a Coke Pepsi test. Because what the writer of Hebrews is saying in the Old Testament, you had the old sacrifices. You had the blood that had to be spilled. That was the old covenant. But I want to tell you, we've got a better covenant. That was what you did then. That was what was required by God. That was what was required then for everything to be satisfied in the law of God. He said, but I want to tell you about a new covenant. The new covenant he is the one who became our high priest, who gave his life, who spilled his blood, who is now ascended, and he's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. This is the new covenant. In other words, when the writer of Hebrews wrote it, he said, I just want to tell you, the one that is the old does not compare to the one that is new. Because the new, the old has been done away with. It is not necessary anymore. You don't have to go through rituals. You don't have to go through religion. See, if we weren't careful, can I just be real? I wish it were my last night, but I'm going to try to be better. Tomorrow night I'll just do it, okay? We had the, hmm, how do I say this? We were very close in the early church of becoming religion. This is how you look. This is how you wear your clothes. You better not put those ear bobs on. Young people, you don't have a clue. Ask somebody what an ear bob is. <laughs> you do not dress a certain way. You do not go to certain amusements. Come on. Anybody remember that? In other words, in the early church of God, they just said don't. If it's a question, don't do it. I was fortunate when I was in Lee. I used to drive a school bus as part of one of my jobs while I was going to Lee, and I got to go to football games because I took the band. But religion said you can't go. I know this sounds harsh, but folks, what you have to understand is religion will tell you go into a, a certain principle or precept. If you'll do that, everything will be all right. Jesus came along to the old covenant and said, that was principles, but I'm not going to talk to you about principles. I'm going to talk to you about a new covenant in which I spill my blood and I will set you free. Let me put an addendum here. I believe God is concerned about how you dress. There's certain things I see going on in churches when I visit. I don't think you should dress that way. That's just me. I'm not telling you, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but I think you should look appropriate. Amen. I just, I just throw that in there. I'm not trying to argue with anybody. But the old was religion. 
See, the Jewish people were so religious, well, anytime I've been in Jerusalem, and you're on Saturday, the Sabbath, there are certain hotels that you have to stop at every floor. You know why? Because it is a it's wrong to work and push the button. That's pretty extreme, folks. Hello, that's religion. You don't need religion. He doesn't care if you push every button on there. What he cares about is your heart. He said, those the precepts were there, and that's the old, and that's what we did. He said, but I'm going to write it on your stony heart. I'm going to take you and transform you that what I write on your heart will not be with indelible ink. It will be with the indelible blood of Jesus, and it will put you in a relationship that you are on your way to heaven. Do I have anybody going to heaven tonight? So when he's writing the book of Hebrews, he is saying to them, that's old. That's over. Don't go back there. Get over here. And when he began to talk that way, he wrote this one verse that I read. He is touched. Say touched. Touched. Wow. That, that means, I don't know if I've shared this before. I preach so much for it. If I share it, if I repeat, I apologize. Take a dollar out of the offering, put it in your pocket. I used to live in Fairlawn, Ohio before I moved here. Actually, I lived in Fairlawn because I was the state youth director of northern Ohio. We lived, there used to be a back way to Cuyahoga Falls. I like to tell you all of that. You know where I'm talking about. And I do this in Alabama. They don't have a clue, all right? But you'd go back through there to Cuyahoga Falls. And Cuyahoga Falls in that area is where they had a man by the name of Rex Humbart. Come on. Y'all don't know. Just put up with us, okay? Rex Humbart had one of the largest churches. And sometimes I would not be going somewhere to preach, so I'd go to his church. I'd be, can I confess? I really went to hear him to preach, but he had a good restaurant. <laughs> I didn't have to wait in line. I'd just go over and eat. But as I would go the back way, there was an old barn that somebody had taken a, a piece of uh, sheet metal and painted it white, and they took a sketch, and they sketched the haggard face of Jesus. Blood dripping off of him, and he's loud cast, and all of, you could just see it. And under there, they had put a caption I'll never forget. It said, Hey, I know just how you feel. Can I tell you something tonight? He's touched with the feelings of your infirmities. I may have had what you have, and I may tell you I've been through it, but I don't know how you feel like he knows how you feel. I may have been there. I may have been through some of your experiences, but let me tell you, he is touched with the feelings of all, all our infirmities. Wow. So the writer of Hebrews is saying to us, he's touched, touched. Then I read to you, I'm going to wind these together pretty soon, okay? You go back over to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 is the story of a woman who had an issue of blood. And if she had that issue of blood, say 12 years. 12 is the number of government, okay, in the Bible. We'll get there, okay. She was suffering for 12 years, say, untouched. See, when you had a disease, at that time, you were untouched. You did not be with your family. 
You did not have a husband. You did not be with your children. You did not. Nobody. You could not. If, if, if that lady walked in here tonight, she was required by law to say, unclean. She was in a desperate condition, and she just needed to be touched. Say touched. <laughs> See, she just needed somebody to touch her. She's sick for 12 years. Now, Jesus, as you, if you know the story, and I'll do it quickly, he was on his way to Jairus' house. Jairus is a pretty wealthy man. Jairus is a man that evidently got the attention of Jesus. Somebody came to him and said, he wants you to come to his house. His daughter's dying. She was 12 years old. Say 12 again. 12 years sick, 12 years old. So ever since this little girl had been born, this lady had been sick. Now, folks, I am not good at being sick. I'm not going to let her testify. Have you, have you ever seen that cartoon where here they show a man in bed? He says, oh, he's got a cold. There's his wife in the kitchen working and helping the children and washing clothes, and she's about to die. Men, we're not sick too good. I'll admit it. Amen, ladies. That was your opportunity. This lady was sick. She knew what. Now, I can handle a few days. In fact, when my grandchildren last week, a couple, three weeks ago, they got this flu, they call it. I, flu or whatever it was is going, you know. We always say it's going around. So if it's going around, don't call me. I don't want it to come around here. All right? But my grandchildren, both of them had it, and I think that, I, I forgot Mark's family is who it was. I said, I will not come to see you. I will pray for you over the phone. I believe God can answer prayer all this way over there, okay? I don't want it. I'm not, I can be sick. It, you know, you can be sick for a few days. You can be sick for a month. You can be sick for a year. But think of it, 12 years? Wow. And it says she had a continual hemorrhaging of the blood, which meant she bled every day. Wow. I want you to get this, folks. She couldn't be touched. Nobody could comfort her. She couldn't be around anybody. She couldn't find help anywhere. And she suffered for 12 years. Say 12. 12 years. Saw the doctor. And guess what? The doctors back then didn't put up with all this stuff. They still charged you because it said she was broke. What's that mean? Maybe a visit or two. I don't know. But the doctor would do the test. He'd do the blood work. He'd do all the things. And he'd sit. He'd have her seated in his office. And he'd look across the desk and say, I can't help you. Wow. Not only was she sick. Not only was she bleeding. Not only was she broke. Not only did the doctor tell her, I have no answer for you. She had to go back home by herself. Now, if the doctor's going to meet me and he's going to look at me and say, you know what, you're going to die, I sure hope she's there. You know what I mean? Wow. She had nobody. Over and over and over again, she's weak, she's frail, she's broke, she has nobody, she can't be touched, there is no answer for her. Jesus is told Jairus' his daughter is dying Will you go to him? Now, if it were like somebody accused me when I pastored, and boy, it's so good that I can just do all these things. 
Somebody accused me when I was your pastor that I would only visit people because they had money. So it looks like when I was your pastor, I would go in, people would call me and say, I'm sick, will you come pray for me? I'll say, you got $10, I'll show up. That's what it sounds like, don't it? Whoever said that didn't know what they're talking about, okay? But here's Jesus. He's going to Jairus' house. Now, let me put this in perspective. Jairus is a leader of the synagogue. A leader of the synagogue is not in favor of Jesus. A leader of the synagogue treated Jesus like Trump's being treated. Hello. And if you, okay, I, oh boy, I just don't want oh, I just got to keep moving. They didn't like him. They didn't want him around. He was, he was breaking up little religious parties because they were making money. And they were making money with religion. But Jairus says, will you come? He said, yes, I'll go. So he and his 12 disciples turn and they head toward Jairus' house. And as he's heading toward Jairus' house, that's where that scripture you just, that I read. Now look, it said, he said, Somebody touched me. Lord, I want you to say that tonight about me. Hello. Now, now let me show you this. Here's 12 men. Here's Jesus. They're all in shape. They walk everywhere, so they do pretty good. They are headed to Jairus' house with Jairus' entourage, and as they're going, a woman who is sick, who is frail, who is weak, who is about to die, catches up with them. Hello. See, when you get desperate for God, he'll give you supernatural energy to get where he's at. I cannot explain to you how she got there, but she got there. Now, she's, she can't hardly make it. And she catches up with these guys. And they're all around. And she reaches between all the people. Now, put this in perspective again. Y'all still with me? In perspective, they all wore prayer shawls. But Jesus wore the high priest prayer shawl. His prayer shawl had a blue band around the bottom that identified who he was. I'm going to put this in perspective. She catches up with him. And when she catches up with him, she looks at the bottom because she's too frail, folks. And if she's so frail, she looks at that one and says, no, that's not the one I want. She sees another and it's probably the Apostle Peter. Well, no, he don't have the right one on. And she goes and said, no, 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 no. Then she sees the one with the blue ribbon around the bottom. And her mind says, if I can touch it. <laughs> oh, my Lord, folks, I'm about to cut loose here. If I can just touch it. Oh, my, my. What was she saying? Now, I'm going to give you three quick points. You can write it if you don't have to. It's just quick. You've got to start out with faith's thought. Hello? She would have never caught up with him if she didn't think she could be healed. You wouldn't be in church tonight in all this rain if you didn't think God was going to do something in your life. Hello? Faith's thought. Faith's thought said, I know it's raining, but let me get the umbrella. I might get wet, so who cares? I'm going to church because I want him to do something in my life tonight. Face thought said, I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. In fact, the scripture says there, she said to herself, she said to herself, if I can touch his clothes, if I can touch, you know what, the, the word is in a different tense there, 
You know what it means? She kept saying it over and over and over. You know what happens to me when I pray something over and over and over? The enemy shows up and said, you're wasting your time. I know that don't happen to you. You're perfect. Hello? You did. Why, you just keep saying the same thing over? She did. But you got to go from faith's thought to faith's talk. There's two things you're going to talk about when you don't feel good. Either you're going to talk, I'm going to make it, or you're going to tell how bad it is. We're all alike, folks. Hello. When I pastored, oh, I'm glad I can say that. I couldn't say it when I pastored. When I pastored, there were some people I avoided. Don't you dare tell that. You know why? Before I preached, if I ran into them, I'd be so negative, I'd tell everybody off. <laughs> Hello? I'm just, is it okay if I be a little real? Folks, don't feed your pastor something negative before he gets in the pulpit. Let him be sensitive. God, tell him when it's over. <laughs> Hello? How many of you going to take care of your pastor? How many are going to leave him alone unless you need him? It's like a lady with Walter Atkinson. He pastored in South Carolina. She went up to him. She said, Pastor, you look so tired. I, I tell you what, Pastor, don't you answer the telephone for anybody but me. <laughs> Amen. You see, you got to have faith's thought, faith's talk, and then faith's walk. You can sit where you are. And speak it out loud all you want to and die in your condition. Hello? There's sometimes in Scripture Jesus went to people. But there's sometimes in Scripture people went to Jesus. And you may be the one. Don't wait tonight for me to call you out or the pastor out to come back to you. Get up and come on. Make a move. Start walking. When you start walking, keep the faith tall. It won't be healed. If I can touch his garment, if I can touch his garment, if I can touch his garment, if I can touch his garment. Then what you do? <laughs> Woo, I know what I'm going to say, and I'm shouting about it already. If you are Jesus, you've got so much power that you don't even have to touch him. All you got to do is touch what's touching him. She touched his garment. Whoa, 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 I knew I was coming. You won't shout, I will. All you got to do is touch the what's touching him. So you know what that's telling me? If you'll touch him tonight and you'll stay in that relationship, when somebody tomorrow touches you, not only will they touch you, they'll touch the Jesus in you and they'll know who he is because there will be power released. Oh, my God. Y'all still with me? Say touched. She touched him. And when she touched him, it says, Jesus said, I perceive that somebody is touching me. Anybody want to be a part of that tonight? <laughs> don't you want to be, don't you want him to perceive that you have touched him? See, all it takes is touch. You know what Jesus said? He said, I perceive that somebody's touched me and power. 
the word power there is the word dunamis. The word dunamis means inherent power that is inside of you that is released when you're touched. It's actually like the car battery. A car battery is dunamis. It has power that is stored up, and you take a negative and a positive and let them touch each other, and then all of a sudden there's enough power released from that battery to start your car. Hello, when she touched him with her negative sickness and she touched the positive power of God, then he released into her enough power to heal her of her sickness. Somebody give him praise in the house. Woo! Who touched me? It's a good thing I can't sing. I'd take off on that old song right now. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. Wow. She said, I touched the hem, the stitches. Wow. It doesn't even look like she even touched the garment. She touched where it was sewn together. <laughs> wow. You're getting as much out of this as I'm in preaching it. You got to understand. Here's the same one now that it says over here in Hebrews, he's touched with the feelings of your pain. Wow. Hey, he knows how you feel. He knows exactly how you feel. He knows the frustration. See, this woman had an issue. Say issue. And if I took a survey and every one of you honest, most of you here tonight's got an issue. I got an issue of unforgiveness. I got an issue of this. I got an issue. Hello? We all got issues. But he's the one that takes care of your issues. She had an issue of blood. And the scripture says when she touched him, he said, somebody touch me. Power's going out of me. It says immediately. Say immediately. That means that that instantaneous moment, the woman who had been sick for 12 years, was healed. Not only was she healed, she stood up. Not only did she stand up, she was able to talk. Not only was she able to talk, she had the strength she'd never had before. Her body was renewed. Her body was restored. Her mind, her body, everything happened together and she began to tell him all the truth. Touched with the feelings of your hurts. Your pain. What you going through? You don't have to go through it. You don't have to wait 12 years. You're at the Stratford Heights Church tonight, and he told me he was here. When I got out of the car and it was raining, he didn't stay. He got out with me. He's not afraid of getting wet. It didn't bother him at all. He walked in here with me because if he didn't, I wouldn't be here. I cannot do anything for you tonight, but he can. And I can tell you this is your night for your miracle from your God. This is your night to touch the hem of his garment. Touch what's touching him. And when you touch what's, whew, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. How many remember the first night I was here Sunday night? Isn't it amazing that you touched the Bible? <laughs> kind of the same process, isn't it? I learned one thing with you. If I'm going to have you come and touch my Bible, I'm going to have to have some help because you almost knocked me in the floor. But do it again, okay? 
Because I saw people healed. I saw people delivered. I saw people set free. You know why? Because you touch what touches him. And when you touch what touches him, you touch the very heart of God. And he said, I perceive that power has gone out of me. That's why he said in the book of Hebrews, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Therefore, we can come boldly. Boldly is not rash. Boldly means you have a right to be here. A few years ago, I got to go to a presidential breakfast. And for some reason, I thought, man, I can't wait. Me and old President Bush is going to sit around the table and jaw a while. The problem is, he sent 2,000 other letters. I could barely see him. But it was a presidential breakfast. You know, it wasn't like I am with Jesus. I never got to say, hello, George, how you doing today? I never got to shake hands with him. Not long ago, Judy and I, anybody, <coughs> anybody ever heard of Mark Zuckerberg, owner of Facebook? She and I had lunch with him. Boy, are you looking at me now? Y'all know, know Mark Zuckerberg, don't you? I had lunch with him. What it is, he was out in the bay where I was pastoring, and they fixed him a lunch, took it to him, <coughs> and I got the leftovers. It was his lunch. He just wasn't there. <laughs> Amen? So I didn't get to talk to Mark either. Me and Mark or George hadn't had a conversation, but I've had one with Jesus. Hello. Hi. Anytime I show up, he don't bring a big crowd. He said, it's just, just going to be me and you. Oh, wow. I don't know about you, but I got a desire tonight to him to touch me. I, anybody just need a touch? I, I kind of I got a feeling I need one of those touches like the apostle Peter had after Jesus fixed him a fish breakfast. Well, you'd be in trouble. He fixed Peter a fish breakfast. You'd have to eat it whether you like it or not. He don't like seafood that much, and I'm going on at it. And he shows up and feeds him breakfast. And he looks at him and he says, do you love me? You know what he was doing? Touching the apostle Peter. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you. He said, then follow me. Then he turned to the apostle Peter and he said, you're going to suffer. You're going to die. This is going to happen to you. And Peter says, okay, let's go. And as he's leaving, he looks over there, and there's John doing nothing. And Peter says, what about John? Jesus said, that's none of your business. Quit putting your eyes on John. See, when you get to watching John, you're not watching Jesus. Come on. When you are looking at John, you can't see Jesus. He said, what is that to you? You follow me. Let me tell you, I don't know who's going to touch him tonight, but I do know one, and it's me. Hello, I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but I know one that's going to happen to It's going to happen to me. I don't know about you tonight. I braved the rain, and I'm here not just to preach to you. I want to get in a relationship with him, and I want to touch what's touching him so I can be transformed by the power of God. I can be healed. I can be delivered. I can be set free. Somebody say touched. Come on, say it again. See, when you're touched by him, you'll never, ever be the same. One touch. Touching Jesus, that's all that matters. 
Touching Jesus, that's what it's all about. Touching Jesus is why you're here tonight. And once you touch him, you will be transformed. Lift both of your hands with me. There's a little more I wanted to go, but I'm not going to go until, unless he tells me to go. Come on, my sword. Don't you come on my side out of the back. Father, Biosonda, Geroso, Pish Libacucha Sadabai, Brelio Concele de Libacuntia Libasavaya. Somebody needs healing tonight, Father. I'm not talking about a touch. I'm talking about where you invade their space and you move into their life like you did her. And all of a sudden, the disease that has riddled her body for 12 years was immediately gone. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Look up at me. How many of you give me five more minutes? Well, I got to have more than that. How many of you hear it raining? You can't go anywhere anyway. Will y'all give me just a minute to finish this thing off? The Holy Spirit just pricked my heart. I want to do something. Let me tell you something. Jesus healed her, but he didn't stop where he was going. It's all right to interrupt Jesus. He wasn't going to minister to her. She interrupted him. She got healed. He said, somebody came back and said, listen, Jairus' daughter is dead. There's no reason to go. He said, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. Now, folks, I can say you're sleeping. If you're dead, you're dead. Ain't nothing I can do about it. But if Jesus says you're sleeping, you're sleeping. Hello? He holds the power of life and death in his hands. So he goes and he ran, runs everybody out because everybody's moaning and groaning and carrying on. He said, everybody get out except Peter, James, and John and the parents. Here's what I want to show you. She had the disease how long? The girl was how old? Look at this generation over here. Look at y'all look at me. See, there have been people who said about this generation they wouldn't make it. There have been people who said this generation is the one that just will not be able to do it. You know what I found out? This is the most radical generation I've ever seen. Come on. Here's what I want to show you. The woman with the issue of blood. Let me see everybody's hand in here that's over 40. Put your hands down. Let me see everybody's hand who's under 40. Some of you quit telling a fib. Here's what I want to show you. She had been sick 12 years. She was older. She was mature. You can't, if you miss anything else I said, please don't miss this. She was sick, but she was mature. Here's what the Holy Spirit's telling me to tell you. Jesus went to the house of the new generation and brought her back to life. You still with me? Here's what I want to show you. I'm a part of the mature age. Every one of you that raised your hand is over 40, you're the mature age. But you know what has to happen? We've got to get healed of our issues. We carry too much junk. We carry too much stuff. Hello? You know what I want to see happen? I want to see it happen in this church 
I want to see everybody over 40 get healed of their issues. You know what Jesus will do then? He won't heal this generation. He'll resurrect this generation. How? Woo! <laughs> see, if we get healed of all the stuff and junk, we got too much junk in the trunk. Hello? Too many times we say, well, I've been there and it didn't happen to me. Don't worry about what didn't happen to you. Worry about it's going to happen to you, then it's going to happen to them. You're going to be healed of your issues. This group and this generation is going to be resurrected. Oh, mercy. Y'all pray. I can't get this plane to land. It's raining too hard. Will y'all accept the challenge to be resurrected? What'd y'all say? I can't hear you. One more time. Yeah. Seems like I've heard those words somewhere before. Listen, are you willing? to be healed and let go of your issues. What if she had been healed but she kept going to the doctor? What if she had been healed and she kept relics that had blood splattered all over it? No, no, no. Put it behind you. It's time to get over your history so you can get to your future. You've messed around too much where you are. Come on, somebody help me. We got to let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Put those issues behind you, step over it, and get into the future. Would you stand with me, please? Please, please. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay, it, it really doesn't matter to me how this looks. I'm going to do it anyway, okay? I feel the Holy Spirit telling me, everybody, 40 and under, come and stand from here over. Y'all better just move forward. Anybody 40 and under, start right here at this corner and this, these pews. Stand over here. Anybody over 40, you go over here, okay? Start right here. Just start right here. Yeah, let them get through. I know you want to go over there with them and act young, but don't do it. Come on. If you're not able to, I understand, okay? And if you're over 40 and you want to stay over here and pretend, it's okay with me. <laughs> you're under. You're under, right? You're under. You're under. Under 40 over here, right here, just right here. This is it. This is dividing line. Anybody over 40? Right here. Anywhere right here, be fine. You got to get rid of your issues. <laughs> he knows better than messing with me, don't he? <laughs> you all turn face this way toward me. You all turn and face them. 
I'm so cold to you. I, I have never, ever done an altar call like this. But listen to me. You all look at me over here. If you do not get over your issues, they can't be resurrected. You're keeping Jesus too busy trying to take care of your junk. Hello? That don't mean he can't do it. But once you get cleansed, <laughs> once you get free, what did Jesus do? He went into Jairus' house. In fact, if you read it in the book of Mark chapter 5, it says he said to her, Talitha Kuma. You know what that means? She who is wrapped in the prayer shawl. Get up. So what you're going to do, you're going to pray a covering over them, and you're going to hear him say to them, get up. All right, raise your hands over here, this side. Say, Lord, I'm tired of fighting the issues. Every time I get over it, it comes back. Right now, heal me of all my issues. Cleanse me of all those hindrances. Lord, I am healed. Give him praise right now. Come on, in this group, you group, come on, praise him. Hey. Was that you up here singing tonight? Yeah, were you up here singing tonight? Well, y'all did a good job. Amen. I can't help it, I'm a kid at heart. All right? Now listen to me over here. You are getting bogged down and stuff. I'm not saying it's sin. Do you know I heard a report the other day that said if your phone dies, that meant you spent more time on your phone than you did sleeping or working. Now you're not left out of this either, okay? I'm just telling y'all, they're bad as you are, okay? But I'm not telling you that's bad. I'm telling you that's distractions. Ah. You are the radical generation. You don't want any of the stuff. You don't want any pretense. You don't want any of the other things that people just act like they do and never do it. Hello? Am I right? You want the true presence and power of God. If that's you, raise your hands. In the name of Jesus. I release a brand new power into their life, a fresh anointing. Resurrect them from those things that people bring against them. Let them know that you're in charge of their life. Let them know, Lord, that you are raising them up for a purpose in this last days, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, guess what? I don't know what to do now. Listen. I have never, never, 10 years ago, I walked away from my church. When I walked away from my church in prayer one day, the Lord had me read Joel 2 and 28. In the last days, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men, and he stopped me right there because I'm an old man. Here's what he said to me. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. He said, son, if you quit dreaming, they won't have vision. Don't ever stop. 
See, the enemy convinces us that you get to a certain age. No, 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 no. There is no retirement program with God. Hello. Ask me. I know. But let me tell you something. If you will continue to pray and invest in this group, then you're going to see vision come out of them like never before. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Amen. Would y'all like to help me? You ready? Raise your right hand. Father, they're going to lay their hands on this younger generation. And when they do, I'm asking you to release a brand new anointing, a brand new power. I don't know how many of you can do it. Y'all make a little room through here, okay? Just a little bit. Come on. Lead the way, Pastor. Just, just go pray with them. Hug them. Pray. I don't care how you do it. Just go do it. My Lord. Touch the Lord. Find is not too busy to answer your cry. He's passing by this morning. Your need, he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find. To answer your cry, he's passing by this morning. Your needs he will supply. Reach out and touch the
I was shot by a heavy burden. I was neath the load of guilt and shame. But then 
Something wonderful happened, and now I know he touched me and he made And since I met this blessed Savior, and since He cleansed and made me whole, I will never cease. To praise him, I'm gonna shout it while eternity goes because he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And all the joy that flood my soul—something has happened—and now I know He touched me, and He. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, In the 
Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place again. Let your glory fill this place. Mighty God. Come and fill your holy temple. Consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place. Mighty God. Let your glory fill this place. Sing that out. Come on, choir. Let your glory fill this place. Let, Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Sing it out. Let's sing it to the Lord. Come and fill this holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Lift your hands tonight. Let your glory fill. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Oh, come and fill your holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Send down your glory. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Come and fill your holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Down your glory, let your glory fill this place, mighty God. We need your glory, we Lord. worship you, Lord. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. You sang something a few moments ago. I want you to sing it again. He touched me. I want you to sing that out tonight, and I want you. In, re in response to the message, in response to the way the Spirit of God has moved tonight, young and old, older, older, yeah. young and older, yeah. <laughs> he, he touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, Floods my soul. Oh, something wonderful happened, and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Let's sing it again. Oh. Touched me. Oh, he touched me. 
floods my soul. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Something, Something wonderful has happened. happened. And, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Amen. Give the Lord praise tonight. Give him a great clap of praise. Another wonderful night. The presence of God, the power of God, the touch of God. Well, aren't we glad to have, we've got Christian and Grace are back home from Puerto Rico. We're glad they're home. Glad you guys are back. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. Come back tomorrow night. Bring somebody with you. Let's make tomorrow night just the biggest night we've had. Let's come ready to worship, ready to learn, grow in the Lord. And Minister to others. How many of you come? Even when you're filled full, you've come to give to someone else and to minister. Amen. Amen. I again want to thank Leanne for being here. Leanne, we love you. It's so good to see you home. We're going to kidnap you and keep you here. Memphis can just suffer. And Ryan, you and Megan, it's so good to have you here tonight. We love you guys very much. Thanks for being here. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day tomorrow. Go get rest and come back. God bless you.